हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंग कॉन्वर्सेशंस विद कथकर्स अक्रॉस द ग्लोब द फॉलोइंग इज अ कॉन्वर्सेशन विद ऊर्जा देसाई ठाकुर Urjadi is the artistic director of Pagrav Dance Company in the UK and is one of UK's leading Kathak practitioners. She studied under the guidance of Kumudini Lakhia ji at Kadam Ahmedabad for over 20 years. She also has a BA in Kathak from Akhil Bharati Gandharva Mahavidyalaya and completed an MA in South Asian Dance with choreography from the University of Rotterdam. In 2012 she was appointed artistic director of the first dance festival in Milton Keynes with the launch of the BBC Young Dancer competition in 2015 she was selected as the guest choreographer for the South Asian Dance category soloist another major passion for Urjadi is her practice of teaching something that she's become extensively experienced over the past 20 years and has supported her standing as an ISTD committee member Furthermore she is viewed as an active advocator and a future industry leader f- for the dance sector and she was s- selected as one of the 20 artists for the One Dance UK with mentoring program in 2015 so in this conversation we go over so in this conversation we talk about her one of her signature works Kattam Kati we drive deep into how she gets the musicians to move for example and how you know the dance kind of changes with every rendition of it and how it's evolved over the years and the r&d process behind it we also talk about her upcoming work with an opera the written symphony we also go into why you should watch dance and how much you really need to know about dance even before jumping into one and what is the responsibility of the audience versus the artist so lots of interesting discussions there so i'm sure you'll enjoy this one and so just to start off with ujadi wanted to talk about kattam katti cuz you know you said that it's kind of like your signature show and i recently saw i just came across the video where you converted it into film as well so i just wanted to get some context about what that production is what it means to you and where you going with it yeah so uh, kattam katti is i think down the line my fifth or sixth uh, full full length production uh, full evening production um and the work looks at the festival of kites um and it is inspired from this poetry uh, by abhinash vyas uh, from gujarat and we ha- i have i have learned that poetry by heart because we used to sing that poetry um and when i was growing up my mom used to often talk about how beautifully that poetry is written and how the uh the layers of things which are expressed in this poetry mm. and when i had when i thought of making the festival of uh, the production on festival of kites i was more interested in the layers which are mentioned in that poetry in terms mm-hmm. of how how each one of us are so different and um i don't know if you or the viewers know that um listeners know that uh, if the uh, the the string which you kind of color it uh, is is been mixed with the glass pigments and that will actually help to cut the kite when it flies so i and me not being a great fan of this festival i never understood 
why I was not a great fan of the festival. I still enjoyed the festival, um, but I didn't, like I would not be the first person to go on terrace and fly the kite. And when I was kind of doing this, um, started working on this um, piece, I kind of Try to. I actually I got to understand more about myself, because um, the in the poet in the poetry it says that how one we are happy to harm ourselves to be at the top uh, in the in the chain of things which we are doing. How um, someone um, how some has a personality of kind of pulling someone down and kind of going up while someone has a personality of uh, pulling people with them and go up. How someone has the personality of uh, um, kind of, someone comes from a very privileged background, uh, especially when someone flies the kite uh, from the terrace, they will fly their kite much higher and quicker than, the someone, who, than, than someone who is trying to fly kite from the, uh, from the ground. So all those kinds of social hierarchies and uh, and this conflicts uh, and how you are actually, how, how someone can get a pleasure by actually even being on top of someone else, even from the family, like you are trying to cut the kite uh, of your siblings uh, and, and the amount of fight you would have uh, when when you're flying kite, but at the same time, when a next door neighbor is trying to uh, be overpowering about uh, in, in this festival, you kind of kind of come together. How kind of we are, we talk about classes without even knowing about all these things. And, um, and, and those layers were extremely interesting. And more and more I started uh, doing research on it and started creating work, I tried, I was more and more interested in that aspect. Um, and initially when the concept was conceived, I wanted like 12, 15 dancers, which would have not been possible for me in terms of availability and uh, like in terms of every all the aspects, considering all the aspects. So I kind of started thinking creatively how I can kind of have more people on, on stage and I started thinking of having live musician, which is uh, of like a great part of Indian classical dance. And often it is forgotten, uh, A, because it is very expensive and B, it's easier to practice on, um, uh, on recorded music than the live music. Um, so I, I started with the idea of having live uh, music and then started using them as the bodies on the stage rather than, um, them sitting in one side and playing. And that kind of uh, inspired me to kind of look how I can use them as bodies and how I can kind of incorporate them in the dance rather than them just sitting on one side and just playing dance. So you um, had your musicians moving around or something? Yes, uh, I, that is not very been clearly shown in the film because mm. film is the, uh, I think 20 minutes version of the full length work, mm. but in the full length musicians are absolutely part of the uh, choreography. They interact with dancers, they act with dancers. There is a 
there is one very comedy scene between the dancers and the musicians there is a huge fight between dancers and the musician which is shown in the form of jugal bandi but it is is it it is verbally kind of they are doing konakkal and these dancers are dancing so it is choice of instruments which i had taken for this piece was quite different because i was more looking trying to be true to the sound of the festival and the sounds you will get around it and at the same time i was looking for a different sounds rather than just having a tabla and a pakhavaj so i actually don't have tabla or pakhavaj i have kanjira and i have uddu which is actually a african instrument but for the longest period of time i thought it's a uh, instrument from himachal i don't know why did i think that but um after a very long time i got to know that actually it is a instrument from africa but i i the brief given to this musicians and everyone was come into the studio with a very open mind because we don't know what we are doing um and uh, we have flute we have santur and we have vocals um so yeah i think because of all this way of interaction and then there there is an extra layer of set mm. which is a string and that string is actually moving throughout the piece on its own so they are on the motorized uh uh pulleys and it is set preset so at uh so from the lighting desk at one point at every point the the cues are being kind of given and it goes into the next phase it keeps on moving so it there is a um huge amount of unpredictableness uh, to that and because it is um it goes kind of diagonally it goes uh, uh, it kind of goes uh, uh diagonally vertical and kind of it changes its length and size from venue to venue it changes oh uh, because the again maths comes into the picture when uh, when kathak is there of course so to what degree when it goes up uh, the the length of the stage will dictate the degree of how high it can go mm-hmm. and so dancers will have to always <coughs> adjust uh, on the fly uh, yeah adjust mm-hmm. on how they are kind of flying oh uh, how they are flying kite when they are dancing huh. and how they are how they are navigating their space uh from one space to another because the, there are six strings so each depth wise the stage is divided into six spaces yeah and and then how they are kind of navigating their spaces from there and this is not only done by dancers but this is also done by musicians, musicians. so it was i think more tough job for musicians than anyone anyone of us because we are dancers so we can <clears> kind of uh find a way to kind of do things so jenny yeah. had a question about this like it's one thing to get get dancers to dance and you have a dance company and they're trained and everything when you're getting convincing musicians to move maybe not dance per se what is the yeah. process like because usually musicians i assume they are not accustomed yeah. to moving or like being asked to move so what's that process yes. like to getting them to move to getting them to move in a way that looks good on stage i'd love to know about that <laughs> it was it was challenging so first they were quite uh, reluctant mm-hmm. um we had uh, theater workshops uh, done we used to do everyday morning exercises where uh, we do theater exercises uh, we would kind of interact with them uh, one of them is a singer so he would teach all of us to kind of how to sing 
one of them will teach us how to do the padhand, how to use uh, flute was not possible or any other instrument was not possible, but for making them understand so that we understand their language and they understand our language. So it is not only them trying to give us, but it is also us trying to make them feel that we are part of their world as well as they are part of our world. And it was, it was good. This is a production which has took, taken us almost four and a half years, uh, maybe because also because of the pandemic, but uh, we started in 2017. It was con conceived in 2017 and we have started touring in 2021. So it's a long, uh, long journey for the work to, so I can, and that's, that's what I'm seeing that the more and more they do it, the more and they more and they more perform, they, they have something different every time they're performing because they've found their own um, way of expressing their role, their character when they are performing because there they are no longer uh, a percussionist or flutist or a dancer, they are characters, they are mm. the part and each, if you take, someone had asked me in one of the Q&A session, if one of the musicians or one of the dancers are taken away, will the piece look same? And it won't because each one of them has a very significant role. So uh, you can, it cannot survive without any one of them. So you need that eight characters to tell the story, basically. Understood. Ujjadi, from that comes my next question. So when you add, say, innovative elements like this, like say a moving musician or say these strings that are moving, do you add things incrementally or do you kind of put everything together and see how it works when you make these productions and you add thing, you know, add something that's kind of you haven't done before? How do you like to work with such elements when you incorporate them into your creations? So it it all depends on how that mind is working at that point. One thing I was very much sure from day one that I want musicians to move to what capacity and how much I was not sure. So when I did my first R&D, I started moving them. Hmm. Then second element, I was very sure that I wanted to have lighting influence the choreography and not other way around. So I just didn't want lighting to come and do the enhancing work of what I'm creating. So lighting designer was brought in at a very early stage. And I also wanted to have, I saw some set to what, to what extent I saw a set or I did see a lot of levels and I didn't know how I wanted to create that. Uh, so I had brought a set designer. So there were one, two, three, two and a half stage of R&D, uh, which I did. First R&D was just with the musicians and dancers, which kind of de uh, decided the vocabulary I would like to work with, uh, the grammar I would like to work with. And then I went uh, to have lighting designer and set designer, and that kind of gave us some idea of which direction we are going. And then the third uh, R&D was, which ended up being R&D, but it actually it was a creation, but then because of COVID, uh, we had to postpone the tour um, and then we ended up making a film out of that but it kind of uh, it was just kind of solidifying every time we were going further and kind of also eliminating a lot of things which we didn't like like we had 
the set is uh, the set designer Simon Toe had an idea that let's have a white kite and let's have some projection on it. Mm. Uh, I was pretty sure that I don't want it, but kind of we did try that, um, and then both of us together said, no, no, we don't want that because the simplicity of the set is so beautiful and so complex at the same time uh, that anything else on top, I, as I said, I was very, very, very interested in having levels, but that would have just made things look chaotic on stage. So kind of those kind of decisions, uh, when you start kind of going further, you kind of start eliminating stuff and you kind of start keeping things which you like. Uh, I really like the interaction of the musicians. And once you start having that interaction, you need to find a reason for them to go and sit and start playing. They cannot just go sit and start playing just because there is a space for them to do that. So what is the intention? So each move or each way, each uh, direction the piece is going has been very intentionally, carefully thought and crafted so that the whole story makes sense and it feels complete rather than rushed. Hmm. Okay, so from what I understand, you do it in stages and each stage can have multiple elements and it's not just about adding, it's about absolutely. removing things as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You hmm. cannot just keep on adding. And so many things which we had created in the first uh, R&D, which I really loved, but we have not taken it. And maybe we'll take it some other production um, hmm. but for this one it was not right and it's it's absolutely fine with that uh, i think great again coming to great film or great music is not about just creating a good work it is about how you are editing it hmm. because the story may be very simple and good but the way editing is done and uh, in, in the way you're presenting it and that is editing. Um, the way it is done is, is is very important. Understood. And you can edit even before the choreography starts when you're doing it in the R&D stage and remove things. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I still edit it. Even when they go on stage, I say, still say that, why don't you do this and why don't you do that instead of, or every time that uh, the character is trying to fly kite, mm -hmm. I give him something else to kind of add on to him. Oh. So that for him as well, it's he's on his edge mm -hmm. uh, of kind of performing. And at the same time, the rawness of the piece doesn't go away. Otherwise, if you do have, like say, uh, so we are performing again on Tuesday and that would be our, I think 10th or 11th show. Oh. Um, so, how can you still be fresh with the piece mm -hmm. rather than kind of being stale? So that's very important. Understood. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think uh, there's a, like I did see some of the clips, but like learning what goes behind the scenes kind of raises <laughs> so yeah. many questions and just helps understand the whole thing as well. Yeah. All the best with your Tuesday performance. Thank you well. so much. Thank you. And coming to the next thing, uh, I guess want to discuss Ujjadi is like, since you talked about, um, you know, you're working on 
choreographing for opera as well. Could you tell us a little bit about that, the context of it and what you're planning to yeah. do with it? So there is a very huge uh, opera company called Britain Symphony and they are based in Cambridge and they had approached me. They are doing uh, opera on Savitri and the story of Satyavan and Savitri from Mahabharat. And they wanted me to uh, choreograph that. Uh, so I'll be choreographing uh, with, uh, it's, a, it's a fairly small cast in comparison to opera. Uh, but it's a very exciting one. It's being performed in Barbican Theatre, which is one of the really um, uh, prestigious theatre to be performing in uh, on 4th of May. So I'm really looking forward for it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a simple, it's a very, very, very simple story. Uh, but I am hoping to give a different uh, element to that so when you do something for an opera does how does the way you present it change so compared to say if you were just calling it a production or you're doing it for theater uh it changes uh absolutely um and the the right thing is i don't have answer for that because we have we have just started the r d um hmm. and uh i have got some I don't want to do a literal representation because people will expect us to be, it's an Indian opera, so they like Indian story opera. So they will expect us to be in certain way. I'm going to challenge that, um, hmm. but still to, to be the grammar of the artwork. So, yeah. Hmm. Understood. And it will change it will change sorry i'm going to cut you go for it, go for it. i'm just thinking um, loudly uh, it will change the way uh, we are using the space because musicians will have a much prominent space um, uh, because they there are three lead singers and then then there is a huge uh, orchestra following them um, so are we interacting with the singers or not something is something which we have to still uh, investigate that but I'm, I'm guessing that the space and the lighting will play a huge part in it uh, and I'm working again with the same lighting designer uh, uh, Hector Murray from uh, who has also done the lighting for Katam Kati so yeah it's it's going to be a very different experience okay and so Jadi, where uh, so I wanted to know, understand your perspective like Say so wherever you are in your stage of career, like when you do this, when you say, you know, we understand that it's a huge thing. But when you say you're choreographing for an opera, do you feel intimidated by you, or is it like for you, is it just another project that you're dealing with? When you think about it, is it what what is it in your head for you? I guess just very curious about that. If you if you overthink, it is a very big thing. Hmm. But if you just kind of take it as a next project, mm -hmm. it is it is uh, it is a next project. Hmm. But the crowd will be much more critical, I'm guessing, because okay. they, they opera uh, going crowd has a very different expectation. Uh, they sometimes they also expect a costume there. And, and I think uh, my approach is going to be very simplistic. So that is going to that is an anxious part for me. Mm -hmm. um, but from the point of view of approaching for me, it's a uh, it's a great opportunity to uh, tell 
Indian story in my in in my words uh, mm. in terms of not uh, exoticizing the art form and still tell the story um and not uh, uh this compulsion people have that if they are going to go and see indian classical dance they need to understand every single move people are doing or every single gesture they are doing mm. um so it's my uh opportunity to tell them that you can still understand the um art form without kind of not having like a great deal of background knowledge about it hmm okay so i wanted to get into that a little more ujadi because sure. like i have found my patience for watching kathak has increased as i have learned more and more of it like as i do more practice i'm like okay i understand that move better or like mm-hmm. oh i understand how difficult that is so i can appreciate that more mm-hmm. that's me i'm not yeah. but like say when you're presenting kathak or dance to a general audience mm-hmm. how do you make it that you know you yeah i guess how how do you think of dance that way when you're presenting to an audience who may not be versed with it i understand you said that they may not need to understand all of it but they may need to get something out of it as well also right like so so uh does that my question make sense yeah your question makes sense but uh my argument to that question would be mm do you understand every single contemporary dance you go and see no do you, which means you make a meaning out of whatever beautiful dance you are seeing there Fair right enough. so then why do you have this compulsion that i need to know more about indian classical dance hmm why can't you interpret your uh story um in your own way yeah and it can mean something to you but it can yourself but it can mean something to someone else who is watching and it can be different to someone else who is sitting next to you if we have this uh liberty to accept this when you're going and watching a contemporary dance yeah. why do we not give this liberty to indian classical dance because mm. at the end of the day as my guru kumi ben used to uh, use uh, always says uh dance is good or bad and nothing is right and nothing is wrong Just everything everything which is good is right mm-hmm. and everything which is bad is wrong mm-hmm. so why can't you look at dance uh, and say i like it and this is my take on it mm-hmm. and you you're allowed to so yes. then why when when you do a technical piece when you do a nritya piece in kathak or bharatanatyam or odissi or kuchipudi or any art form why does the audience have this desire to know what is the story what is the story in that technical piece but there is no story mm. but your dance form tells story so what you make your own story out of it you will definitely have a feel So what is story it is a feel you will have a feel to a dance right 
so you can have that feeling take that feeling some some dancer who is dancing with so much rigor and so much uh, energy and it's all dar 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 you will think that that person is angry so that is a that is a feeling you are taking out of the out of the auditorium someone is very smiling and dancing and interacting so it was a conversation between two people why can't you unless and until someone says that this is what we are doing why do we have have this uh this urge mm. uh, like why why does the audiences have this urge like i had so many people uh coming back to katam katti so many people coming to me indian audiences coming uh-huh. to me and saying why did you not say about kite festival are bhai you know it right <laughs> then why do you need to know but you should you should give a, you should give a, a a synopsis on what is this festival about i don't want to say hmm there were a lot of uh other audiences not indian mm-hmm. audiences non asian audiences yeah. who came up to me and they saw the hierarchies in what i was showing which indian audiences didn't see acha because they're just so used to it they are so you exactly they are so used to in their mind that ye to aisa hi hoga na mm-hmm. but they were not able to see that while western audiences because they were not understanding maybe how i color the manja they saw the movement in it acha so similarly and because it was presented not in a traditional costume not in a uh, with all the traditional gear and mm-hmm. the traditional way of presentation the audience is automatically entered with the mind that okay i'm going to interpret my dance in my own way mm. so why can't we do that with a classical presentation mm-hmm. i think i think my work is very classical <laughs> right but to a traditional classical uh, audience my work is not classical and to Achha. to contemporary audience my dance is not contemporary contemporary so i i i called my work neo classical which is i i still feel it is classical but it is just kind of by saying neo classical i'm saying it is don't expect that in my performances this is how the setup is going to be mm. with a with a natraj murti on one side and uh, uh, sarees hanging at the back and all of those things it was it is not going to happen because that is how i don't present my classical performances they will they might they might wear dupatta they might not wear dupatta they mm. might uh, um they might wear a full uh, i have i have now i don't i don't make them wear tikas anymore antik okay i i make them wear tika on their buns acha so a, a it looks pretty as well and then this is doesn't, this doesn't, doesn't fall, fall off. off doesn't fall off so uh, yeah it is i think those kind of things and because just i'm not doing that you cannot label it not classical hmm. but so my argument is that we need to educate audience 100% we need to educate them we need to tell them about the nuances of kathak so that as you said they enjoy more mm-hmm. they enjoy more uh, learning about this time cycle they un- enjoy more when uh, 
uh, when you are presenting a complex composition, they just don't say, oh, it was beautiful. They understand the complexity of that composition. We need to uh, kind of educate them. I understand that. And we should educate them. But my argument is that why do we have to educate them? If they like the art form, they will start making mm. an effort trying to go to more of these performances and try to educate themselves. Achha. That's that's my take to it. Understood. So there's like a shared responsibility. In exactly, it. exactly, exactly. That actually helps because like, actually, like, I don't watch any contemporary because it didn't like I, I learn Kathak so I can understand some of it. Other dances, it doesn't make sense to me, so I don't really watch them. But I think your what you said about trying to make your own st story and just trying to watch it and not trying to understand every step is actually helpful for me to watch more dance. So thank you for that. <laughs> pleasure, um, pleasure. And also when you're watching dance, especially if dancing, uh, watching a group dance, you can see the formation, you can see, you can pick up one dancer on that in, in the group and see how that person is moving or do they have any particular set? you can find so many things you can learn so many things when you're watching a performance okay so on that note I have my next question Ujjadi. like since you do like you have people in a group and say and i've asked this to other dancers and everyone has their own thing of course like say how do you feel about say the set like a lot of the I've, le I've seen a lot of group choreographies and, and I know that some pe there are pieces that have come that have kind of changed the notion, but I still see it as a prevailing notion, like say the center of the stage, I've seen like a lot of times takes main stage and the way it's designed. Sometimes a lot of emphasis is put on the center, like the main dancers or the senior dancers are in the center, then it kind of branches out. Um, yeah. I guess, how have you played with that? Or how do you feel about that? Cause there are, I have seen choreographies that challenge that, but the prevailing notion still seems to be center main dancer and then branching out from there yeah, like there are different yeah. the people who use space better and not better but how do you feel about the center and the position of space people in that choreography i i don't believe in that okay. when you are dancing a group in a group uh something my mom used to tell me when when i when we used to sing in group songs and uh, i have sang a lot in group songs and i used to feel very sad when i was small uh, sorry, I'm deviating so that I can tell what I'm saying. Um, uh, that why do I always have to sing in group songs? And mm -hmm. she used to say something which is very beautiful. She, she used to say, it's difficult to sing in group, but it is very easy to sing solo. Because in solo, you are singing just for yourself. In group, you have to uh, dissolve your identity. Uh, in Gujarati, we say, ahamne ogali ne. So like your ego, you have to kind of dilute that to be a group person. It's the same concept with the dance as well. And for me, choreography works exactly like that. Group choreography. I, I don't have a capacity to choreograph making one person in center because my conscious bites me so much. I cannot do that. Um, I have a very uh, conscious effort of uh, giving emphasis to each one of them because each one of us have got something very unique to offer. Like I have got something very unique to offer which you don't have and you have got something very unique to offer which I don't have. I would like to highlight that in the choreography. 
and that's that is my approach when i'm choreographing uh, one thing which i have learned again uh, from kumi ben is we don't hide people behind someone so each one is seen very clearly in the in the choreography um and and which means you are not allowed to make mistakes which means you have to be good which means you cannot um copy someone because there is no one no one back at the at the like you are not behind anyone so you can hide if you can you can hide yourself um but at the same time uh also kind of finding a similar level people is very mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i i had done my last show with my students uh i think almost 3 years 3 years back uh and after seeing the video i said i'm not going to dance with you guys anymore and they were like why we are not good enough i said no 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 i am not good enough and they were like no 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 why do you say that i said no i bring experience and i that experience makes me move in certain way mm. you bring freshness which i don't have so you and me on stage will not gel so okay. i would not like to because in that sense either you will not look good or either i will not look good and i don't want either of us to not look good so it's better that when we perform i'll be by myself and you will be yourself and they felt really bad i said no please understand what i'm trying to say uh, i'm not saying that you are not good enough or i'm not saying i'm not good enough i'm just saying that we are not good enough together and i think that is something which you have to understand when you are choreographing and it is possible if you want that that to show in the choreography it's fine if that is a very conscious effort of showing that it's absolutely fine and and again there is no right decision or wrong decision but i'm talking absolutely on my personal level i feel that that is what is is very because Uh, the maturity of dancer shows when you are when people are together that their their the level of their maturity shows each one of them when they are dancing together hmm i'll have to keep an eye out for that <laughs> maturity thing i never thought of that before that's a really good example thank you <laughs> and so speaking of maturity ujadi uh, when uh, next thing i want to talk about is like see going out on your own so you know it's one thing to say learn with your teacher because every week you know what to expect and so you will be told what to do yada yada or like even if you're preparing you know someone's guiding you when you first went out on your own and you came to the uk i just like to know what was it like for you when you know stepping out of kadam coming out on your own establishing yourself here you know fi- making your yeah, own yeah. niche would like to know what was that process like for you so i never wanted to leave ahmedabad i'm mm-hmm. a very ahmedabad girl acha um, and it just happened that i got married uh, to someone who who lives here so i huh. had to move here but before even before that in ahmedabad itself i uh, so pagrav is a company which is originally established by my mom in 83 84 and then i reestablished in 97 uh, and i used to do the shows uh, every every year and kumi ben would come to uh, uh she would be invited as a chief guest acha uh, and it was mainly a folk based group uh, and we would have one or two classical piece in it 
Um, but even within that, all our folk pieces were very, very different from usual uh, dance garba groups, what you call, um, mm -hmm. because we would have very classical based uh, uh, garba, basically. It was a classical based. I remember we did one garba, which was 17 and a half beat cycle. So um, I had been doing these things in India before. So of course, I, I used to teach in Kadam, I used to be part of the performing group, but I was doing something on my own separately. At the same time, uh, I even when I started giving exams in, in, uh, in India, it was more or less my individual decision. It was uh, not a decision which I was asked by my teachers or anyone. When you say exams, you mean Kathak exams like Visharad and all that? Yeah, 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 Kathak exams. And that I started because Kumi Ben had appointed me as a teacher in Kadam. And I wanted to be 100, 100, 100% sure when someone comes and asks me, I don't want to second guess. I don't want to look at a tabla player for support or anything. So I, I did that. I also started learning tabla at that time, uh, again, to understand more uh, tabla and how kind of how it works. So I had this kida in me of doing things on my own anyways. So when I came here, all that kida was quite helpful. Um, and I kind of just, uh, it, it was difficult because when I came here, there were people who, who told me that, your your experience in India is zero here. We don't count any of the experience over here. And mm. you have to start from, you have to start from zero over here. And I was okay with that. Um, and I, I started teaching. I started uh, kind of applying for funding. I started creating. Mm -hmm. uh, I started dancing for other people as well. Mm -hmm. uh, doing lots of workshops in school, lots of uh, uh, like, education work so just keeping myself busy with lots of work mm -hmm. and and slowly slowly i i found uh i found my foot uh in this country and it was tough it was very tough mm. um when i came in this country people were quite uh in secluded areas and they right. used to just take care of their own spots uh now with the next generation they are really working together. They are collaborating. There is much more. They are much more together than I feel when I came here. It was. Uh, so when you say next generation, are you talking about the people who are in their twenties now, or even a few generations before that? No, 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 no. The people who are in their late twenties, early thirties, I would say. Achha. So they are quite. They are quite. Uh, I think they are. They are really. They support each other. They are happy in each other's progress. Mm. Uh, which I found it very difficult last time because like even with my applications, no one taught me how to write arts council applications. Uh, um, I, it was just trial and error for me all the time. But any opportunity I saw, I used to apply. Uh, what if I, and I always say this to my students that they were like, what if I don't get selected? I said, what worse can happen? You didn't get selected, try again next time. And then, and that was my motto. Like, if you don't get selected, don't worry. Of course, you are going to get disheartened. Of course, I must have got so many rejections in my life, but it's fine because then you you 
you find more and more you find yourself uh, and that's quite uh, and that's quite unique and different yeah so it was a tough journey a tough long journey mm-hmm. i still i don't feel that i have still arrived my destination but uh, yeah i i feel i feel i'm in a happy place at the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Ujjadi, uh, we're coming to our last question. Do you want to end with, you said destination, we can end with, I can ask you what is your destination or we can end with, are you talking about Deva? Which one, do you have a preference? I don't have any preference. Okay. Let's... Whatever you would like to talk. I guess, I want to know about Deva because it's, it's coming up and I think it'll, because that is kind of part of your destination only. So Yeah, it's a so, part of my journey. I, in, 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 in answer to your destination, if you, touch on, if you touch on both of them, I don't think I have, I know what is my destination. Okay. Uh, and I like that way. I, I, I think it's a part of journey. Destination mm-hmm. is when I... I leave this earth is going to be my destination. Oh, understood. <laughs> but but I think it's it's all part of me kind of growing and mm. and and I enjoy every every part of every moment of that. Um, coming to Deva, which <laughs> is a part of my journey, uh, it's a, it's a collaboration, and I'm very very excited about this collaboration with Hitain Patil. He is an absolute fantastic visual artist. So. He's an artist. Uh, he is. Uh, he uses uh, dance. He uses uh, uh, visuals. He uses films. He uses photographs. So he uses all different kinds of uh, art to express his uh, his subject. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm collaborating with him for. Uh, work which is going to be an outdoor piece um, and it's called Deva, uh, Deva, Diva, how, however you would want to spell it. It is about uh, how people conceive uh, us, very similar to what you were talking earlier about how people expect us to behave, to be or to speak uh, the moment they see us with the color skin of color, um, with the Indian classical dance, with male, with female, with uh, uh, with the transgender, with with whatever identity you have, what is this expectation from people the moment they see you, and it is kind of challenging that. Uh, so it's going to be uh, premiered in Birmingham International Festival in June. And uh, yeah, we'll be starting the R&D very soon for that as well. Very cool, Shadi. So yeah, just to reflect on everything you discussed and things that stand out to me, I think musicians moving with the dancers is something I've never heard of before. So that's something very interesting. The way you talked about how to watch dance is going to be very like it's new to me because like I always wondered how I would appreciate any other dance if I don't understand it. I think that's what you said about watching it and making your own story is a good way to start. You don't need to know all the pieces going in. Um, and then, yeah, thanks for taking us to how you got here, how you work with dancers, your R&D stages and what's coming up in the future. 
And so, yeah, thank you for all of that, Rojari. It was really thank you for having me. Yeah, it was lovely chatting with you. Mm-hmm.